0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. Who's heard that before? A few people. I know I have. I'm pretty sure most of you have heard that before. How many of you, however, believe that phrase? One person. Oh, Good. Well, you're stronger than I am. I hate that phrase. I never found that to be true. Words can hurt. Boy, words can really dig deep. Especially depending on who says them. You know, if you have a, a really close friend who kind of speaks behind your back, not in a good way, it's kind of painful. Now, if it were some bully speaking behind your back, maybe you'd expect that. and It wouldn't hurt so much. If your parents were to tell you that they're proud of you, that means a little more than just some other teacher or parent at school saying that your work is really good. Words are really powerful things. Words can get people to do things. Words can get people angry. Words can get people hurt and sad, especially depending on who says them. But the most powerful word that you're ever going to find is God's word. It doesn't just move people, but it changes people. God's word is literally power on a page. This is a word that we read every Sunday. It's a word that hopefully we read every day. It's a word that we look at today from the book of Isaiah as he puts forth an invitation from God for his people. Now that's what we look at in the gospel when we see the seed being sown. It's the word of God going out into the world and being planted in hearts. Jesus calls it the message of the kingdom of God. And what is that message of the kingdom of God? Well, it really is that invitation that Isaiah puts forth in verse 7 of our text this morning when he says, Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Why? Why? Well, let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will freely pardon. You'd be kind of a fool to ignore this message. It's a message of love and forgiveness and compassion and mercy. It's a message that is undeserved, an invitation that those who are wicked and unrighteous shouldn't be given. And yet it's a message, an invitation, that while no one has earned it, the Lord has put out into the world. There's not a single man, woman, or child on this earth that can go to the Lord and say, I should have gotten that invitation sooner. Or to say, I've earned that invitation. Or to say, I don't even need your invitation. Because there's not a single person in this world, as we know from the scriptures, that does good. Every single one has turned to their own way. But there's only one way to go. It's not our way. It's not the way of the world. It's God's way. Our way? Our way is disgusting. Our way is useless and sinful. Our way, the the way of sinful man, leads only to pain, and it leads to sadness. Eventually it leads to destruction of both body and soul in hell. Our way is the destruction of everything that is truly Good. You know, God has blessed us with a lot of things. He's blessed us with a lot of knowledge. He's blessed us with a lot of things that we have built to make lives better. He he has built us, I'm sorry, He has given us a lot of scientific understanding. But no matter how advanced we go, no matter how much we have, no matter how many talents we seem to find in ourselves and other people, we still can't figure out that one desire of God, and that's to love each other and to love Him above all else. The one who does deserve that kind of love. You know, we understand it. Logically, we can say if, if we could just love each other and treat each other as Christ would have us treat each other, then the world would be a great place. And yet, As we heard from Paul in our last sermon, that's just something that even Christians who desire this just can't carry it out. You know, people despise the way of God, and they seek their own desires, trying to lead to their own ways and outcomes, but only leading to disobedience instead. God's way, on the other hand, is, as he says, higher than ours. God's way is the way of holiness, the way of righteousness, the way of eternal life. And while we can't get to it, that's why he says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways, uh, or neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, no matter how we try, His ways and thoughts are just some way that we cannot in our human nature and understanding ever fathom or put together. And yet here, yet here, God is handing out His invitation to you and to me to receive this wonderful pardon that we just can't in our human nature understand. Because there's no way we deserve that. There's no way we deserve love and pardon. But with the way of salvation, beyond human conception, God hands it out. He speaks through Isaiah and he he puts this invitation before you and me and the rest of the world. That's love right there. That's the love that you and I, the way that we just can't understand or fathom or do. It's, it's when anyone looks at the cross, they can see the Son of God hanging, and they can see the way of God put into action. They can see the way of God successful for you. As he forsakes his Son, so that you and I, by the power of his word, by the power of that gospel, might forsake our sinful ways. This is, this is God's desires, brother and sister. that that the ways that are far above ours and the thoughts that we can't understand, that through the power of the gospel we would come to love them and to know them and understand them. But as that seed of the promised kingdom of God is scattered, does it always grow in our hearts like he wants it to? Does it thrive? or, Or do we let it grow old and wither and die, maybe choke out? Or get snatched away? It's a pretty serious question that we need to figure out because this is an urgent call from Isaiah. He opens our text this morning with that urgent cry saying, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Believe it or not, the grace of God, as powerful as it is, is a limited time offer. You know, we know that faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. We know that the gospel is the power of God for all who believe. And so we know that as long as the gospel is before us, as long as this gospel endures, that the power of God and the power of his word for our lives shall always be present. But without the gospel, that planted seed is useless. you understand that when you read the scriptures, you're reading God's power? God's word is power. This word of invitation is power. Not in some sort of magical formula way. Not as if it's a, a special, uh, you know, mystical spell. It's power because this is a divine word coming from the mouth of God himself. Unbelievable. The, the same God who with that word created the world in seven days. The same God who had filled the ocean teeming with fish and the skies with birds, who flooded the earth and yet cares for every little sparrow that falls from the sky. The God who put the stars in the heaven and yet the same God who knows every single hairs and every single one of our heads. This is the same God and this is His Word which is handed out to you through Isaiah this morning. And it's effective and it's powerful Powerful so much so that he says it always achieves the purpose for which I sent it. It does not fail. And his purpose for you and me? Well, we can read that from John's first letter. John was also inspired, just like Isaiah, when he wrote, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. God's desire for you and for me and for all people is that they turn from their wicked ways and their wicked and evil sinful desires and turn instead to his ways and follow them, not only while here in this world, but follow them into eternity to where it leads. Now the devil, the world, and our flesh are going to try to stop that word every single day, that powerful gospel. And if we don't guard carefully against the devil's schemes, he's going to snatch it up. He's going to snatch that seed of faith and he's going to take it away. If we're not deeply rooted in the word of God, then the world around us will surround us with troubles and cares and pretty soon it's going to cause our faith to dry up and to wither. Our flesh is going to get us to trust in our own ways once again, those wicked ways, those ways of the unrighteous. And as we do that, if our seed is not properly fed, then those thorns are going to cause it to die. Those attacks do not end. Those attacks will come to you day after day, hour after hour, and eventually, even worse, the gospel one day shall be taken away from this world on that last day, on Judgment Day. At that point, it's going to be too late. Not only for any of us, but also for those to whom we try to reach with the word, and in whom we wish to sow the power of that word as well, that they too might turn from their wicked ways and their thoughts and turn to God's ways and thoughts, that they might be saved. Now I know we can always think to ourselves, I'm just fine on my own. I I know it's easy to think to yourself, I I, I know God, I know Christ, and I'm, I'm okay. I know what I need to know. But that's a dangerous thought. You know, the power of the word planted in us is the power in and of itself to keep us watered and to keep us rooted. And without it, our faith weakens and it withers and it chokes and eventually it dies for good. That's when we worry. That's when we know that God says there's no need to worry and we worry anyway. That's when we take vengeance into our own hands instead of listening to God's word saying, He shall take care of it. This is when we try to find comfort for our sin in our own ways and never find it. Instead of trying to find strength and forgiveness in the power of God and the power of the gospel which He's given to us. As the power of God Himself written on the pages of Scripture for us humans to read. Think about that. The word of God written down in our own language for you and me to read and understand. It's there for us to grow in. And how can we afford not to grow in that so that our faith, that seed which was sown into our hearts thanks to the Holy Spirit and His calling us by the Gospel, how can we afford that invitation that we read from Isaiah to not grow and become deeply rooted in God's Word? How can we possibly afford to veer from God's Word To to not trust it, to not know it, and to not cherish it. And to think that we can live in this world all on our own and be just as successful without it. You know, Jesus says in Revelation, I am coming soon. Making this call from Isaiah even more urgent. And you kind of have to ask, are are we ready for the harvest? With the Word of God, yes. With that Word of God, you are deeply rooted. And you grow into that crop that is abundant 100, 30 times over. Because that word of God is power for you. Listen to God's invitation through Isaiah. Forsake your ways, forsake your thoughts, turn to the Lord every single day. Like Luther says, we have to drown the old man every single day. Every single day those unrighteous ways and desires are going to pop up. Every single day Satan will come and try to lead you away so that your faith withers and dies But every day turn to the Lord and forsake them. Desire His ways and thoughts because that way is to take all who turn from their evil desires and turn to Him and look for forgiveness. They find it. It's the power to take His very word presented before you and to strengthen you in His forgiveness and His mercy and compassion so that you yield that crop so that your faith grows so that you produce good works so that you... Grow in the desire of his way and his word. It shows you what he desires for you in Christ. It shows you what he has accomplished for you in Christ for your sins. It shows that that word is true and trustworthy and powerful. I suppose all of you have already heard the thunder and rain this morning. That's not a surprise. And I don't know about you, but... The yard at the parsonage was starting to look kind of brown. It was actually getting kind of, kind of worrisome. Now, as I watched the rain come down this morning, I, I, I kid you not, I could see that grass grow right before my eyes, and I, you could see that the lawn is already greener, twice as green as it was before. It's funny how fast the, the dry grass, uh, dry crops, can absorb that moisture in that water and just turn around. It's incredible. But brothers and sisters, we don't want our faith to get to the point where it's brown. We don't want our faith to get to that point of danger so that it can be snatched away and wither. We need the water. We need the water of God's word. Like the rain that waters the earth god's word always works as he desires it to it always works for the growing strengthening of his church and for the faith of his people and it always calls to the church those elect when we spread it abroad without care of where we are or when we happen to be there and so trust in that powerful word brothers and sisters in the power the word behind the sacrament of the body and blood see the power of that word in the sacrament of baptism See the power of that word on the written page as you read it, and the Holy Spirit works in your heart as you read that gospel message on every page. And believe me, it's on every page. Drink that word in. Read everything in the scriptures, not just as another book, but as God himself speaking directly to your heart and rest in the promises that you know are true. Calling on our God in trouble and praying to Him that you keep His will and that you love the promises He has for your lives. So don't just be a Christian, but grow in Christ as you seek the Lord while He may be found. As you drink in everything He says to you and to give that drink to others. In every situation, it never fails, it always works always accomplishes. And while it may unfortunately harden hearts as we take it out to the world, as we share it, it will always call the elect home. And for those who are in the church, it will always deepen our roots to grow more and more into the head that is Christ. So drink up, brothers and sisters. Amen.